Hello, I am Crystal Grafton Combs, and you're listening to Coffee Talk with Crystal. If this is your first time joining us, welcome. If you have joined us before, welcome back. This podcast is designed to connect with the women of Alpha Omicron Pi and our greater community of sisters and friends. Each week, I will answer a question asked by one of our members, and sometimes I will host friends and sisters to do the same. This week's question is, what is the hardest part of being international president? My immediate thoughts turned to the daily challenges that come with serving in this position. My inbox, for instance, went from being occasionally full to constantly overflowing. I once found so much happiness in a clear inbox. Now I find it in just making sure that I have at least put my eyes on every piece of communication that has crossed my desk each day. My thoughts also turned to policy governance and the challenges of implementing the Carver Method adopted by our fraternity this past year, constantly reviewing where we are in this process and how we can continue to improve as we work through this transition. And then I took a deep breath and decided to share a really honest answer. It's not that my inbox and policy governance are not honest. But what makes my breath catch and my heart hurt is when I learn that we are investigating a chapter on the allegation of hazing. Hazing is one of the most important topics in today's world of Greek life because it not only violates our core values, but it could very well compromise our ability to continue as an organization. I was devastated to learn that some of our women, yes, our women, not the women of other organizations, but of our own chapters, understand and rationalize hazing because it is considered hazing with a, quote, little h, as opposed to hazing with a big h. The difference, as I understand it, lies in the connection to health, safety, and welfare of a person's physical being as opposed to the emotional state. It seems that little h hazing is about power, how it is used, how it is gained, and how it is withheld. And so often, our women are not even aware that little h hazing is indeed hazing. We, as a society, have been somewhat conditioned to believe that hazing is causing only physical harm or endangering a person's life. This is unequivocally false. Hazingprevention.org defines hazing as any action taken or any situation created intentionally that causes embarrassment, harassment, or ridicule and risk emotional and or physical harm to members of a group or team, whether new or not, regardless of a person's willingness to participate. Hazing is the forced consumption of alcohol, foods, or other substances requiring a person to endure hardships such as staying awake, menial tasks, physical labor, or running while blindfolded, the humiliation or isolation of our members, requiring new members to do things that initiated members are not, and the participation in illegal activities. Hazing is not limited to physical brutality, forced drinking, or other such acts that we often hear about in the news or on social media. 
Hazing is also when a person is forced to endure brutality of a mental nature, impacting their emotional state of mind. One of the most powerful statements that I can share is that regardless of a person's willingness to participate in an event or activity, a person cannot consent to hazing. So, what does this mean in real life? It means that we must end mean girl behavior. Think social media. We must not accept the shameful and degrading treatment that women are forced to endure because those inflicting this treatment are able to hide behind a newsfeed. We must not accept that an underage drinking game is okay because members or new members were not required to participate. A sister may say she wants to participate, but how much of that is due to the influence or power exercised by others or an unspoken fear that if she does not, she will no longer be welcomed by the group? We must end bystander behavior. How many times have you taken a seat saved by someone else who may have waited hours for your arrival, enjoyed a cup of coffee delivered to your door, or slid behind the seat of a newly washed car as a young man earns his membership in his own organization? How many times have you approved of the hazing of others by not speaking up or walking out of the door? As sorority women, we must take the lead in our commitment to end hazing. We must not haze. Our founders created a sisterhood based in the core values of character, dignity, scholarship, and college loyalty. The cornerstone of our fraternity is love, and our actions must be based in a framework of love and service. If we are living by these expectations, there is absolutely no room for hazing in our organization. It is not enough that we do not haze our own members and new members. We must also set this example for our peers. I firmly believe that if we set this expectation that we will not tolerate hazing by those with whom we share space in philanthropic, social, and service settings, others will follow. I also believe that when women set the expectation for zero tolerance of hazing in women's groups and men's groups, the men will change their behavior as well. While one organization on a campus may not have enough social capital to create change on their own, if we partner with our NPC sisters and friends to take a stand against hazing, anything is possible. After all, who will the men socialize with if the women refuse? We must take our seats at the table, having confidence in the values our founders established for us, finding strength in our sisterhood, and taking control of this narrative. As Panhellenic women, we must fight this together. We will have a stronger voice and a stronger impact if we work together to ensure that each and every Greek woman has a safe experience as a member of our greater sisterhood. This fall, our fraternity shared information on hazing, outlining five critical steps to take action. One, notice hazing. Two, interpret hazing as a problem. Three, 
Recognize a responsibility to change it. Four, acquire the skills needed to take action. For instance, who do you reach out to if you see that hazing is happening? And five, take action. It is the promise that we make as members of Alpha Omicron Pi. There has never been a better time to inspire ambition, to take action, and to ensure the safety of our members for generations to come. That's all for today. If you have a question, email me at coffeetalkama at icloud.com. Until next time, thanks for listening.